Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. This is your host here, Doc. I just want to start the show off. We've got some breaking news. Winnie Mandela, ex-wife of uh, Nelson Mandela, president of South Africa, has passed away today at the age of 81. So I want to say an RIP to Miss Winnie Mandela. Amazing story, the Mandelas. Even though they did not survive marriage after he became president, that's neither here nor there. It's still an amazing story, uh, world-changing events. So once again, rest in peace. Before I move on with the show, I just want to say that I like to reiterate every show that this is not a sports show. This is not a news show. This is not an entertainment show or a politics show or a show where your third eye will be wide open. This is not conscious talk. This is just Doc, who I am, giving you my opinion on things that are going on in the world today. If you would like to join in, you can call me at 724-444-7444. Call ID number is 145048. And that's every Monday and every Friday, live, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. I also have shows posted on iTunes, TalkShoe, YouTube, which I would love for you to subscribe, comment, like, and share. And also, I am on Speaker, and I joined recently Podcast.com. All are listed under Strange Talk with Doc, just at different areas as I just mentioned, I also can be reached on Facebook. If you want to ask me a question, you have a suggestion, you have a product you want to promote, maybe an artist, you have a show, I don't care. You want to be interviewed, I would love to have contact with anybody who's out there listening to me. I'm not going to bore you long with this, so I'm pretty much done with the shameless plugs for now. I want to congratulate Notre Dame's women basketball I know that for the most part, the women NCAA tournament has been ignored by the general masses. And unfortunately, Strange Talk with Doc has also, for the most part, ignored it. Uh, And I apologize for that because the young ladies, they go out there and they ball. They might be playing below the rim, but they ball. It's still basketball, and it's still high-level entertainment basketball. So congratulations, ladies. Congratulations. I can't even believe I'm saying this. Congratulations, Notre Dame. Okay, tonight at the ridiculous hour of 9.20 Eastern Standard Time on TBS, we have the Michigan Wolverines will be playing the Villanova Wildcats for the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. I don't think the NCAA gives a rat's ass about little kids that they did. And I'm talking about between the ages of 8 and, say, 12. Maybe there's spring break. I don't know. I don't know how that flows right now. But to have a game on Eastern Standard Time at eight, 9.20 instead of, say, an 8 o'clock hour, I mean, because think about it, halftime, you could be talking about 11 o'clock p.m. And if parents still have uh, – Register, you know, uh, restrictions on the hours that their children are up. Maybe by 11 o'clock they're sitting on the bed. And wouldn't you think that this is the new generation of fans that you would want to build up? But that's neither here nor there. Right now, my feeling, my gut feeling says Villanova hoists the trophy tonight because Villanova is just a powerhouse. I don't really see anything wrong with that team. They're great offensively. They're great defensively. They coach well. They got veteran leadership. Brunson seems to be Johnny on the spot every time Villanova needs them. So I don't think, as much as I like the Wolverines, I don't see them winning this game. But then again, I could be dead wrong, and I will if on the next show Friday at twelve o'clock. If I'm wrong, I will correct myself. But as I feel right this moment, it's definitely Villanova. Now I'm going to go through some NBA games real briefly 
the games that should be looked at this week, we don't deal at this late in the season with non-playoff caliber teams or teams that don't won't have any effect on the playoffs. Okay, tonight, because of the NCAA tournament, the NBA is very smart. They're not putting up anything against it, which makes sense. So they kick back off on Tuesday. The Wizards play the Rockets. Should be a good game. John Ball's back. I don't know if CP3 will be playing. He did not play yesterday against my Spurs, and I'm so proud of my Spurs for coming through and handing the Rockets a loss on the home court because every game matters at this point. The Cavs play the Raptors. Those are two of the top four teams in the East, so that should be a good battle if everybody plays. The Bucks play the Celtics. The Celtics, Celtics and the Bucks should be a good game. Both playoff caliber teams once again. Golden State plays OKC, which I really actually need Golden State to beat OKC to help my Spurs solidify a playoff spot. You also have the Pacers play the Nuggets. A team, both teams are, well, I believe the, the Pacers are a playoff team, but the Nuggets are still fighting for a playoff spot, so this should be an entertaining game. Then Wednesday, we got the Celtics and the Raptors, number one and number two in the East, so you know that's going to be a good game, even without Kyrie. The Spurs play the Lakers. The Spurs definitely need to hand the Lakers a loss, get the victory, inch closer to 50 games, and lock this playoff spot up. You don't want to lock up at eight or seven. Hopefully the Spurs can lock up a four or a five. I'm not that scared of OKC in the playoffs. Thursday, we got the Wizards versus the Cavs. So the Wizards are pretty busy this week, and they play the Cavs, and the Cavs, you know, the Cavs are the Cavs, man. When you think of the Cavs, you think of LeBron James, and we're talking high-level basketball, and hopefully they're getting their motor running and set right for playoff time. You also have the Trailblazers playing the Rockets. That's Dame up against Harding. Should be a great and entertaining game. Golden State Warriors didn't play the Pacers. These are Thursday night's games. The Wolves versus the Nuggets. Both teams are in the hunt, so you know how that goes. The Clippers versus the Jazz. Maybe the Jazz beat the Clippers, and it definitely solidifies the spot for the Spurs. As you see, I'm always going back to Spurs basketball because I live and die with three teams. I'm a Cowboy fan, I'm a Spurs fan, and I'm a Yankee fan. And outside of that, I'm just a sports fan. But those are the three teams that hold my heart. The Masters start this week. Sergio Garcia is the defending champion, and it should be interesting Thursday and Friday. We got Tiger back in the Masters, and it's been a minute. So let's see how Tiger responds after having played in lesser tournaments and doing quite well. I mean, top five finishes. But the masses is a different kind of pressure. This is Super Bowl-type pressure. Okay, this weekend I watched a Netflix film, Roxanne, Roxanne. And I have something to say about this film. I thought it was well-acted. I thought it was very entertaining. I had no problem whatsoever. But I did see one major issue that I, I, I don't know if people really focused in on this issue. And it was the the relationship between a much older guy, which I wish they would have kind of given us an idea of how much older this character James Cross was than Roxanne Jante. And how that people don't even frown upon. I'm glad that they had a scene with the mother played by Nia Long actually came out and said how disgusted she was. Uh, because it is a disgusting thing. It's allowed to go on, especially in a community I grew up in. It's not that uncommon to see some 30-year-old dude with some very young teenage girl, and everybody acts like this is normal. When he's sucking the youth out of her, and more than likely she's sucking the money out of him, and it's just dead wrong, and I don't approve of it. I never understand it. 
you know, you go for people your age peer possible, and you definitely don't go for any child. You know, that that's just wrong. I, I don't I don't agree with it. Now, I just watched The Walking Dead. I don't think it was a horrible episode. I don't think it was a very good episode. I'm tired of this little boy, Henry. I'm glad that they finally got him to the hilltop. But the question remains, what is going to happen between Negan and Simon? Are those two groups going to fraction off? Are they going to have a confrontation within the saviors themselves? So I'm kind of interested in that. And who the hell did Negan pick up in the car? Who was he talking to? I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I wish somebody could tell me right now. Who is missing that we haven't seen that he could have actually picked up? And I, I, I'm drawing a complete and utter blank of who's been out there that that he could have picked up and make some kind of difference that was, one, friendly enough to get in the car, and he was friendly enough to approach in that manner. Uh, the only person I can think of who didn't get killed, I'm thinking, I'm going to predict it was Gregory. Why? I don't know, but I think it was Gregory because Gregory was not one of the people that was actually killed by Morgan and Rick in the bar. And he did make it out, and we did not see him in the hilltop uh, working. So I'm, I'm, I'm predicting that it's Gregory. Now, so we get some information this week that a chick from Smallville, Christian Kirk, supposedly is involved with some cult with this Keith Rainier called Nexum. And that she's supposedly, here we use three times in one sentence, supposedly, 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 recruiting young ladies to be sexually harassed and and uh, used as sex slaves by this cult. I'm hoping, forget her, fuck her, I, she means nothing to me. I'm just hoping that justice is served as far as this Keith Rainier is, because once a person joins a cult, they give up their mind, their body, their soul to the leader and to the organization and and their rationale is pretty much shedded on and thrown out the door because it's gone. So uh, hopefully they will uh, bring this down. And 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 I don't. I never get any kind of pleasure whatsoever hearing about young women, young men for that matter, being used and abused to the delight of any one individual or even to any group. So I'm hoping for the best in that situation. I also seen Ant-Man. I've been catching up on all my Marvel movies. Next in line is Thor, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, then um, Avengers, Infinity War. I thought Ant-Man was very entertaining. I will give Marvel thumbs up for one thing. Marvel throws in a shitload of actors and actresses that you might not have seen in a minute, but they give a lot of jobs to actors and actresses. I did not expect to see Wood Harris in this movie. I did not expect to see T.I. in this movie. I did not expect to see Bobby Cannell in this movie. So it was refreshing seeing other people in non hero roles, but thrown in the mix. And I also like the way there's always other superheroes in each film. I mean, you must know that, I guess I'm not telling anybody anything that they've never heard of. You have to sit to the very end of all the credits in Marvel movies because there's something that's going to relate or tie into the very next movie. So, I mean, it's boring to sit through the credits, but it's a must do when you're dealing with Marvel. Now we're going to go to the portion. Oh, no, no. Before I get to that, Ren and Stimpy's creator arrested and accused of predatory behavior, sexual misconduct with underage girls. If this is true, I hope it's ass fries. Because there is enough, is enough, is enough, is enough of this bullshit, man. I mean, we have to protect the youth. The youth is not to be used and abused. When is we as a society just going to say, you know what, we had enough. We're going to be strict. We're going to be stern. We're going to be fast. We're going to be quick. 
and we are going to bring the hammer down on anybody who abuses children in our society. It has got to stop. Now, there was one thing in sports that I did skip, and I have to go back because I would be so mad at myself if I didn't do it. Mark Cuban is being deposed because supposedly a noose was found at the Mavs Arena. And that Mark Cuban's uh, solution to this was to just cut the noose down and throw it in the garbage. Now, I don't know how he handled this internally. We'll see when the court documents come out if Mark Cuban actually sent out a company-wide email, said that there'll be an investigation. Because it's so uh, murky, the information that's coming out and until he's deposed, we really don't know. It's all guesswork. But it's just something I want to touch on. And I'm hoping that Mark Cuban did the right thing, that he called this out. He called it for what it was, highly disgusting, that it wasn't going to be stand for, that he didn't sweep it under the carpet. Now, if he swept this under the carpet and it also had that abusive man working for him for years, it's time for Adam Silver to do what he's paid to do and start looking over at the Mavericks, not the basketball team who seem to be immune to this, that they have not done anything to anybody. This is all coming from, like, the management side, which usually is the athletes. Very rarely do we hear the management misbehaving more than the athletes. So now I've got to speak some Trump. Trump had a, a really bad, what I would call bad weekend, as far as I'm concerned. When doesn't he have a bad weekend? The young people of America decided that, in their eyes, Trump's racist, dishonest, and mentally unfit for office. And I'm going to say to you young people, Doc agrees wholehearted with you 100%. In no way, shape, or form do I think that he's an honest man, that he's not a racist, or that he is fit for office. He's an abomination, and I cannot wait for his term to be up. And I, I would hope that the people who went out there and cast their vote for him in November would wake up and say that we made a mistake, but instead people are still towing this cult-like line that everything that he does is correct. I mean, we just had Easter yesterday. Easter revolves around the idea of the God on earth who died for human beings' sins, who lived a perfect life. Not a man. Trump is not that man. And, and even he should be called on the carpet. Right is right and wrong is wrong, no matter who's doing it. This is not about color. This is not about politics. This is about right and wrong. And it disgusts me that people hold him such, so high up on this pedestal as though he never does anything wrong. You know? Think about this. Trump is so fucking silly that he says Amazon is using the postal service as their delivery boy. Well, let me tell you a little secret, people. You, me, your neighbor, and everybody else you know uses the postal service as their delivery boy. We put that stamp on that envelope, and we expect that package to, to be delivered to XYZ. What are you paying? 43 cents? 98 cents? It's not costing you $50 to get a message it, and it does not make a difference. The United States Postal Service has been a delivery boy since the beginning, and that's its service. Amazon is pumping, from what I heard, billions of dollars into the federal government via the Postal Service. Somebody needs to sit down and vet almost every word that comes out of Donald Trump's mouth because it's an embarrassment to us, the people. It's embarrassment to the people of America as we're being viewed from the outside world. Now, this fool, once again, I guess he doesn't know what grammar is. He sends out a declaration that 
April is National Sexual Assault Awareness Month. I got no problem with that. Sexual Assault Awareness Month, there should be a month dedicated to it. There should be money put into programs to help the victims of sexual assault. Uh, we should come up with laws on the book to actually penalize the predators of sexual assault harsher. In this country, I think it's too light. These sentences don't fit the crime. It's almost like a murder has been committed to a person who has to now live. And so the person who perpetrates the crime should have to suffer a greater, pay a greater price. But my problem with this is this man had typos in an official White House document that was leaked to the world, basically. When the president puts out an official memo from on White House stationery, it's basically to the world. He could not put it through. Here's a free online service, Grammarly, free, that big stupid G that you could have, and it will change the words. It will change the location of certain words that they feel that the sentence is not have proper syntax. It will capitalize what needs to be capitalized. It will lowercase what needs to be lowercase. And it will take out spelling errors. Who is watching over what goes on over there? I mean, it's, it's, it's scary that this man is so close to the military, so close to nuclear power, so close to being able to start an issue with a Kim Jong-un. Actually, I don't even know what's going on with that. We've got Robin, Kim Jong-un, and Trump. It's like the three stooges. I'm still trying to figure out how does Robin get to come and go to this communist country with immunity? Is he is Rodman a, a spy for the United States government, and he's the most public spy who's ever lived? I mean, because that's a weird relationship. I don't even see how Kim John and Rodman uh, fit up. Now, full disclosure, Dennis Rodman is my all-time favorite NBA basketball player. Nobody even comes close. But he's he does not rank on a, the scale of a person that I respect or or – Anything like that. It's just I respect the talent that he displayed when he was between that 90 feet and he had on shorts and a jersey. He was phenomenal. He was nonstop. He helped build my San Antonio Spurs to where they became who they are today. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. And I hate that I get flustered because my goal is to speak to you and speak to you concise and clear. But every once in a while, even as I read back looking at my own notes, I get confused because my head gets blown. Now, Charles Barkley, who I don't agree with much, but I'm going to give him a big thumbs up for ripping Trump and saying he's never been more angry and disgusted at his, the way he separates the, comp the country, the way he... He says foolish things, the way that he makes promises that he doesn't commit to, and that nothing seems to be real or honest. And so Trump says the DACA deal is off the table. Now, I got some feelings on DACA, and I kind of understand. We are talking about the children of illegals, so I don't understand why everybody gets so up in arms about the children of the illegals when you got people here in this country who look like me, who get misused and abused, murdered in the street and get no justice, and we citizens, taxpaying, card-carrying, veteran citizens of this country, long-time citizens, some of us, of this country, dating back to slavery days citizens of this country and we barely get any rights it's hard for us to get up in arms about other people and their lack of rights when these people don't walk lockstep with us when we have an issue 
they say, go fuck yourselves. I've never seen them stand out there and say, you know what, well, what's going on with you, brother, is wrong. We're always supposed to be, as the black people, the ones to say, when somebody else is having a problem, we got your back. When the fuck did anybody ever tell us they got our back? Okay, the liberals, yes, I'm not going to take that away from you. The liberals have. There have been other groups in this country who have, but for the most part, the illegal immigrants have tried to be invisible. They're like, you cut off the lights and they're roaches and they hide. The only time they emerge is when somebody attacks them. Anybody else can get attacked and they act like they don't give a fuck. And as long as they, you know, it's an old saying, when they came for this one, it was fine. When they came for that one, it's fine. But it bothered me when they came for me and my kind. And that's not the way it should go. Because there's no fairness to that. Now, April 4th, we, I don't, this is not even the right word, so forgive me for saying it. April 4th, I'm not going to say celebrate, but is the anniversary of the assassination, or as I just call it, cold blood murder of Martin Luther King Jr. 50 years ago, on April 4th, 1969, Martin Luther King, a man of peace, was killed in a violent manner. And so my heart goes out to his surviving members of his family, uh, those people that will be going to his monuments, memorials, and things of that nature. It's a big day. He's a man that should be always remembered. He should be remembered not only in his birthday, but he should be also remembered about how this country if they hate you enough, somebody will stand up and bring violence towards you. So my heart goes to him. Now, on February 10th, Mark Zuckerberg is going to have to uh, testify before the Senate panel about all those leaks that happened with Facebook. But that's a, a twisted situation because these type of leaps not just happened in the Trump election administration, but it also happened in the last election with President Obama. You have to be, I've said this on this show many times, you go back and check old tapes, especially some I have clips up of just, you must watch your social media, what you post, how you post, what you're affiliated with. There are certain things that nobody's, you know what, I don't think that when you fill out your Facebook profile, you really need to tell what political party you're in. Leave that shit alone. Uh, that's between you, the voters' administration office, and that's about it, and how you vote when elections come. Everybody does not need to know if you're a libertarian, a Democrat, or Republican. I think we should leave it alone. Now, Stephen Clark, cousin made a tape where she was videotaped at one of the speeches I guess at the memorial for Stephen Clark and she started and she opened my eyes to something that I've been very I I, I want to apologize to Cervante Clark I really want to apologize for the sincere bottom of my heart. Last show, I called him out of his name when I shouldn't have, and I wasn't aware of something that I should have been aware of because I wasn't thinking, and that's Doc's fault. She said the post-traumatic stress of this situation has caused him to snap a little, and so I didn't have the proper sensitivity, and now I want to take that moment to say that I view him and some of these meltdowns that he having, I wish that somebody would push him away from the cameras, but you can't tell a grown man what to do, that he would rebound from this, that he would rebound from this. But I want to talk about something right now that's real dear and close to my heart. Because as a black man in America, mental health is not something that we discuss. It's not something you're looked upon in the community as being weak. 
only people that deal with mental health will be the people that we would say were, for lack of a better word, retarded. So if you was just a person going through something, and that's why I named this show in particular, My Greatest Strength is My Weakness. I've been taught since a very young age that what you go through, you have to learn to deal with. If it's loneliness, you must learn to be find a way to no longer be lonely. If you're sad, that's unacceptable. There is no such thing as depression, which we all know not to be true. There is depression. There is sadness. There is uh, uncertainty. But when you're black and you're born in what, quote, unquote, is called a ghetto or the hood, you have to be able to say that words like fear, scared, hurt, don't apply to me. Even if they apply to you, you have to have a veneer. You have to have, you have to be able to behind the veil so much that you believe after a while the lie that you say if you say it enough times. So you know what? We can learn from other communities how they handle with their mental stress because it's not unacceptable to seek therapy seek therapists, seek counseling. Us, it's court-ordered. If it's not court-ordered, it's not something that really comes out of I've never known anybody to ever tell me that was a fellow black man that he sees a psychiatrist just so he can get shit off his chest. I've never heard it, and not to this day. I probably will live and die and never hear that. So sometimes your greatest strength could be your your biggest weakness because you pretend to be stronger than you really think that you are and things after a while will weigh you down and some people it will burn out. And it's, I guess it's refreshing to see a character like Randall on TV. But, uh, okay, I understand he's mostly in a white world, but he deals with mental health issues and he's a black man and he needs every once in a while to relieve that stress. I don't know how they do it on the show. They haven't really let us know if he goes in the sanitarium, I mean, if he sees a shrink, if he gets put on mood-altering pills, whatever. But it, we are not immune. Black skin, melanin does not make you immune to mental health issues. And we know that to be true, but it's a lie that we perpetuate and it's been perpetuated in hoods around the country, and it's being done today. When you tell your kids, you're a big boy, don't cry, and you're looking at a three-year-old, that's wrong. I never thought about that before, but it's wrong because you're telling somebody to suppress an emotion, and emotions are fine. I grew up with people who refused to smile for 20 years, why are you going through life where you can't even break a smile because you're trying to keep some fucking street code that a smile is just a sign of weakness. It's a sign of you're a sissy, you're a coward. And it's bullshit. You know? Now, we're speaking about Stephen Clark, and I know I went on left field there, but it, it fit into something I needed to get off my chest. So Stephen Clark was shot at least seven times in the back and maybe one time on the side. I don't see how the cops are saying he's facing them. Unless, I mean, no, there's no unless. Let Let me cut the bullshit right there because I'm trying to make something that does not exist exist. I'm not a magician. So I'm not going to do that. I just want to see how, when, where, is the justice going to come down in this case? Because seven times in the back is seven times in the back. You know what? They didn't shoot out fucking Capone seven times in the back. They shoot John Gotti seven times in the back. This is a guy in his grandmother's backyard. I don't give a fuck if that was him foolishly running in the dark through backyards. When did the police become the judge the jury, and the on-the-spot executioner. In this country, there is no fucking such thing as on-the-spot execution. It only seems to apply to blacks. 
and bronze. We, and, and even not in the commission of a crime. And then they want to know why some people are angry. It's because of bullshit like this. Nobody's called out on it. I mean, if justice was served in situations like that, there'd be no argument. There'd be nothing for us to stand on other than the fact that the crime itself is committed. But then when all you ask, you're not asking for a fucking public hanging. You act, sometimes you can't even get a firing. So, you know, I, I, my heart still goes out to the Clark family, man. I hope that they stay strong, that they be strong, that they stay healthy, and Cervante gets the help or the rest or the peace that he needs at this moment so that he can bounce back from the situation. He's a young man has a lot of life to go on. And I don't want a tragedy to befall him also. Now, the last show I was sitting there, I was talking to Bones and I was talking to that boy, and uh, Dr. Umar Johnson comes up. Now, I don't even know why I'm interested really in Dr. Umar Johnson. He is a very hard one to to Google and really get any information. There's a uh, a book. He seems to be on, on a tour right now, going from place to place. I can't knock the man's hustle because I'm not looking for anybody to open up my third eye. I'm not really looking for that. If there's information out there, I'm smart enough. I'm more than intelligent enough to decipher it, comprehend it, understand it, and maintain it if need be. So I don't need a guru of any shape, form, or fashion. But if people feel that they need to sit at his feet to learn stuff that is already obtainable, that they can get on their own, then God bless them, man. You know what? What the fuck? I'm, like I said, I'm not knocking a man's hustle. Now, this lesbian couple, Jennifer and Sarah Hart, which it's starting to look like one of them might have actually drove off that hill, Pacific Coast Highway in California. I find this highly uh, offensive. I find it uh, despicable. There was kids in that car. And to steal their chance for a future, I don't give a fuck about allegations of abuse. If you are an adult, you take the punishment for the crime that you committed. You don't run away from anything, and you don't make the situation worse by snuffing out innocent lives. And that poor boy who was famous for that Ferguson picture, which I could almost feel his pain through that photo as he hugs that cop and that tear runs down his eye. I mean, to have... You don't take kids in. That's a hell of a responsibility to take other people's children in as your own and then eventually down the line snuff them out. I'm hoping that we find out over the long run and it won't bring anybody back, but I'm hoping that there was some malfunction and it was not human error, that it was uh, the automobile betrayed them and that these people were not looking to harm anybody because, you know what, it's enough. It, 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 it's, it's painful enough that that many lives had to be lost at one time. But to be lost because somebody said, you know what, I can't deal with the consequences of maybe the actions that I, I caused is a bit much. Now, I, I was telling my wife about this um, when this first happened. This Nicholas Cruz from Parkland uh, shooting suspect. No, fuck that. He's not the Parkland shooting suspect. He's the Parkland shooter. He killed 17 kids in Parkland High School. I knew in my heart of hearts that this fucking guy would be receiving this mail, that his commissary would be fat, and that women would be making advances. We live in a sick society. It's nothing new. Every serial killer, you can go back in time. They're not the lonely guy when they go to prison. I don't give a damn how fat, gross, and how disgusting their crimes are. All serial killers 
get there's some kind of sickness out there where they get a fan base. I mean, Charles Manson probably never went to commissary and didn't have the funds he needed to get anything he wanted. Richard Ramirez, Ted Bundy, you name them. Now, maybe a woman like Arlene Warnes, she didn't have shit because men don't do the same thing for women as women do for men. And then you have a whole section of society of women who have a fantasy about men locked up. Men locked up get a lot. I know this personally, not from personal experience, but just personally. Men who get locked up in prison get a lot of mail from women. They seem to just like to know that he's in a stationary position. He can't cheat. He's there, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what kind of psychosis that is. I haven't looked it up. I wish I would have so I could have put a word to the... To the, I would like to put a word to what the action is called. Listen, this is Strange Talk with Doc, and you can reach me Monday and Friday, 12 noon at 724-444-7444. Call ID is 1450048. I'm on Vimo, iTunes, TalkShoe, YouTube, Speaker, Podcast.coms, all at Strange Talk with Doc. Like I said, live noon, Monday, Friday, Eastern Standard Time. You want to call in, you want to talk, you want to correct me about something, you, you want to promote a product, you'd like me to do an interview with you, or you want to just debate on a subject. I'm more than willing to do it. I'm not scared of shit, man. I always claim I'm not, so I have to I have to put my money where my mouth is. You come, I we could be peaceful or we could be foes. You call it. So let's move on, man, after another shameless plug. I fabulous, my brother. You're forty years old, man. Having that kind of shit publicly with your woman, and I don't know who fucking filmed it. It's just a bad look. What you get away with at 24, you can't get away with at 40. I mean, I, as far as I know, he never had the reputation of being that guy. And, you know, and screaming threats, blah, blah, blah. It's just a bad look, and, and that's all I'm pretty much going to say about Fab in that situation. And I'm not just saying fabulous. It's a bad look for any man. If you're at the fucking grocery store and you're a mature man, this is not how you conduct yourself. You wait till you get somewhere else where you could just hash it out and hopefully hash it out in a cordial way. It doesn't always have to be friendly, but you can uh, choose to disagree and not sound like a fucking fool with any threats whatsoever. No need to have an argument lead to turning yourself into the law. You, ne- you should never have to do that. You should just never have to fucking do that. Now, these fools, this is foolish. We got a Houston pastor. Kill John Cardwell of the Windsor Village United Methodist Church. Big-ass megachurch, 14,000 members. He's accused of defrauding his members. I understand that he had did some work at a financial planner, but you don't go to church to also have your pastor handle your money. I mean, that's giving up too much control. Most people, and I'm going to say this unequivocally without even having to think about it, most people go to church on Sunday, and the preacher preaches from the pulpit. He gives sermon and verse. And nobody goes home, at least not enough people go home, and say what he said. Was it biblical or was it from the side of his mouth? Was he switching things up to make it fit into a narrative that he wanted? Or can I go back scripturally and say what he said was on solid concrete ground? And so now to take it up a notch, to say, hey, not only do I – Trust me spiritually, but now trust me with your finances. This is taking shit to a whole nother. See, this is how you go from church to cult. You church to cult. You do not allow the pastor to control your finances. 
sure, if you believe that he can pray blessings into your life, but not blessings that let me sell you some Chinese fucking stock. Come on, people. The people of a Windsor Village, United Methodist Church, man, I, I hope that you've got a wake-up call for this. You know, so Stacey Dash decides to withdraw from the congressional race out in California. Stacey Dash is becoming in a part of this line. By 2020, we're going to have this long list of unqualified people with of some sort of celebrity status who think that now that they have the right to be in public office. And we got to stop it. And I'm glad she withdrew. She probably is just was going to get an ass kicking. I mean, I'm not I'm not out in California where I can get what's been said in the local papers. I mean, I do remember a couple of weeks ago somebody asked her what her platform was to do X Y Z, and she was like, "I'm not going to tell you." Great answer for a person trying to run for office. So now, maybe for ten minutes, Stacey Dash, since Fox won't seem to hire her, will just go away. Now, I'm going to tell this judge, Robert Sakal, from the Southern County District Court in New York, you are one real piece of shit. This guy is going around stealing his neighbor's panties, who used to be an intern for him. And hes I feel so bad for his wife. And he's three kids between the ages of 9 and 13. It's got to be rough for them to go to school today. It's got to be rough for them to be in social settings with their friends. Forget that. You, you don't even have to be in social settings. They have Facebook. They have Instagram. They have uh, Snapchat or whatever they have. And so, you know what? I hope that they're strong and they have a strong enough family setting that those children don't suffer any more than they have to because of the uh, actions of a very sick man. Not only was he stealing her panties, he was busted going to steal her panties while having her other old dirty panties with him. So he brought dirty panties to the crime to get dirty panties, which is, is insane. And ladies, why the fuck you got dirty panties in the hamper? You know, you, the panties ain't that big. Wash them as you go. No need to have that shit festering in a fucking hamper. That's, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Now, these poor fucking kids, man, from Parkland, they're catching abuse from celebrities, and it makes no fucking sense. Frank Salone's calling people pussies and little bitches. Ted Nugent is saying they're soulless. These why don't we as a nation realize these are children? What applies to adults do not apply to children. They are not to be attacked. And Frank alone, your apology comes off as weak, super weak, and you're doing it because probably because Sly is saying, man, you're fucking with my name. Because the only thing that people see, and they're not saying Frank, they're seeing the name Stallone. And to call this David Hogg, who did nothing but survive, maybe he likes the attention of the media a bit much. I can understand that. But just then, that's a whole different thing than calling a boy a pussy, a coward, and a little bitch. And that harm should come to him. And for that, you should be ashamed of yourself because you brought shame upon your name. You brought shame upon your family's name, Frank Sloan. And Ted Nugent... You talking about soulless? You are such a shell for the NRA at this point in time. The NRA could say that we want to kill babies, and you would agree, and you would try to call out anybody who disagrees disagrees with that. Now, you know, to really get deep into the NRA, NRA likes to play this race card that they are so helpful versus the black code gun laws. And I'm not buying into it. It's trickology that's put out there by the NRA. Because if you go to the NRA TV or YouTube channel, they got a ton of videos as though the NRA has tried to do everything in its power to help blacks and Hispanics arm themselves. And that's not true. The NRA has never 
ever reached out to me other than to say join and give me a certain amount of money to be a member. But they have never in any way, shape, or form. I remember growing up saying, we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that these communities are also armed in case, you know, like America originally wanted to arm its citizens so that they could be in a militia so that the government couldn't just bring tyranny against Joe Blow, the citizen. But they're, they're, they're full of shit. And I'm glad this nurse, Faith Lickstrom, was fired for saying that Stephen Clark deserved to be killed by cops. I, I said this earlier, and I reiterate it now. If that was him running through the backyard, I have no reason why. Maybe this was something he did every day. It wasn't a good look on a uh, helicopter. I'm also not going to say that I know for certain that it was Stephen Clark, but to say anybody deserves to be killed, violently killed, seven shots to the back, the terror that he must have been feeling, and then being shot at 20 times because they're stupid or did something stupid is ridiculous. So when you go out there, see, my words, I own my words. I'm not scared of my words. I'm not going to say anything that comes out of my mouth that I haven't put a little bit of thought in. So I'm never just going to blast a group. I'm not going to blast uh, a religion. I'm not going to blast anybody. I'm going to try to think of an intelligent way to get my point across without just being an ass clown. That's not my goal. That's not my purpose. So when you put stuff out there on your Facebook, on your Instagram, on your Snapchat, on whatever it may be, if you have a podcast and you are saying things that you know just to, to maybe somebody could like or so that you could get uh, 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 be controversial and go viral, it's foolish. And when it comes back and it bites you in the ass and it costs you financially, when it costs you emotionally, when it costs you professionally, don't cry. Now, I, it's been my pleasure talking to you. This is Strange Talk with Doc. And once again, and for the last time before I close out, you can reach me Monday, Friday, 12 noon, live at 724-444-7444. Caller ID number is 145048. This is a regular call. It's not like you're calling overseas. This is within the continental United States. I believe this number goes through Pennsylvania. 724-444-7444. Call ID is 145-048 every Monday, Friday, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. If you want to go back and listen to an old show, you can check me on Vimo, iTunes, TalkShoe, YouTube, which I really would like you to uh, comment, like, and subscribe and also at podcast.com. I'm going to tell you, it looks like somebody's calling in, but as they're calling in, I'm actually getting out of here. And so I'm just going to say to you, like I always say to you, no matter what, peace, my friend, peace, peace, peace.